I'm entitling this The Old, Old Story. And uh, my name is Pastor Gail. Welcome to Healing Begins. And this morning I'm just going to tell stories, but I'm going to start out with a song that my grandma taught me growing up. And I love this song. It's an old hymn of the faith. And if you have gone to church your whole life, you're probably going to know it. Sometimes when I read the words, I like to sing. I'm not the greatest singer in the world, but man, you know, in the old, old story, when you start talking about it, it's the best thing in the entire world. The title of the song is, I Love to Tell the Story. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story, more wonderful it seems, than all the golden fancies of all my golden dreams. I love to tell the story, it did so much for me. And that's just the reason I tell it now for thee. I love to tell the story, tis pleasant to repeat. What seems each time I tell it, more wonderfully sweet. I love to tell the story, for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's holy word. I love to tell the story, for those who know it best, seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing a new, new song, t'will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story, t'will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Man, I love that song. That song could be the theme of my whole life. I have been one who have told the old, old story of Jesus all my life to people that have been hurting. It doesn't matter if you've been in church, out of church. My life has been going out into the highways and the byways and telling that old story of Jesus who came from heaven, God in the flesh, who suffered. He was beaten, bruised, broken, speared in the side, died, and descended into hell, took our place so that you and me could be free. You don't have to suffer from drug addiction, alcohol addiction, cigarette addiction. He died for all those addictions. You know, I love it in here. I love to tell the old, old story because I know it's true. It's true. And if you are out there today and you are suffering from drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, I don't know what the addiction is that has you bound. Just lift your hands in the air wherever you're at, except for if you're driving your car, don't do that, and say, Jesus, set me free from the things that have had me bound.
People many times deal with habits like pornography, many other different type of habits. I'm not going to go on here and talk about all the habits you might be bound with, but if you just raise your hands, cry out to Jesus, he will deliver you. I want to pray right now in the beginning of this program that those that are listening, those that are bound, those that need freedom would be set free now in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak that powerful name, Jesus, Jesus, over those that are listening this morning, those that are bound with drugs, alcohol, cigarettes. I don't know what the bondage is. I can't name enough of them. But Lord, you know, and I pray for those that are listening, those that are crying, those that have raised their hands, those that are crying out to you right now while I'm talking, that you in your presence would come into their room and grip them and set them free and take off the chains and the shackles. I pray that the angels right now, the angels of heaven would go, go to every listener one-on-one and begin to minister to them. I pray that they would feel and sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray for those that have never ever sensed your presence, that they would feel your presence invading their life in the name of Jesus. And from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, I pray that they would experience a new, new freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you hear and answer prayers. Thank you, Lord, that you came for the lost, the hurting, and the broken. Lord, there are no lost causes with you. Lord, you are able to save to the uttermost those that are perishing. And if you're listening this morning and you're not right with God and you'd like to be, say, Jesus, I know I'm not right with you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Now go get rid of your drugs. Get rid of your cigarettes. Get rid of your alcohol. Get rid of it and say, Jesus, I'm clinging to you. Now that doesn't mean you might not need some counseling. That doesn't mean you might not need the help of a rehab. But what I am saying to you in Jesus' name, the old, old story that has been told over the ages about the great, great love of Jesus. Yes, love, not condemnation, not shame, but love that draws you near to the master's side and calls you to him so that you might have eternal life. I remember a gentleman that was sick. He had three months to live. And I was asked if I would visit him. He had never gone to church in his whole life. He had never accepted Jesus in his whole life. And when I went into his room to visit him in the hospital, I introduced myself as a young preacher. And he told me flat out, he said, Preacher, I want to go to hell. I don't want to go to heaven. I don't want your gospel. But you can talk to me. For three hours, I shared with him the old, old love story. Oh, yes, not preaching at him, but sharing him the love of Jesus. The love. Everybody needs love, man. Everybody needs hope. 
And this story is true. And as I shared that story with him over two hours, I said, would you like Jesus? He goes, nah, I still want to go to hell. I want to be where all my friends are at. I said, well, I got bad news for you. You won't be able to see your friends there. You won't be able to have no party there. It's pure suffering, torment, flames. Oh my goodness, you don't want to go there. Jesus already went there for you. So you don't have to. But he goes, you can come visit me again. So I came back again the next day to the hospital, shared another two hours of the old, old story of Jesus and his love for him. And he still said, no, I still want to go to hell. I don't want to go to heaven. Then he was released from the hospital. And two weeks later, I went back to see him. And once again, this time I saw him at his house and him and his wife, his wife was there with me. And she said, oh, honey, don't you want to go to heaven with me? And finally, he broke down and cried. He said, yes, I believe. I want to go. I believe that old story. And he accepted Jesus into his heart. The next morning at 2 a.m. while walking to the bathroom, he had a massive heart attack and died. And he went to heaven. That's where he went. The old, old story reached him at the last minute. You see, it doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you're bound with. Doesn't matter where you've been, where you came from. Jesus is calling you this morning to come to him. This I'm going to tell you a sad story. In my first church, I was a young buck pastor. I think it was 1991, a few years ago. It seems like a few years. And I was young and I would preach the gospel in my first church and tell them about the love of Jesus. And in that first church, saw 60 people give their lives to Jesus Christ. The church grew from 20 to 103 average in the first year with 60 new converts. And people would come up to the altar during services and they would give their hearts to the Lord. They would lay down their drugs, lay down their alcohol, lay down their cigarettes. One day I had um, a wooden cross up front with a nail and hammers and people were nailing their addictions, their sins, their habits to the cross. And one lady came up and nailed her cigarettes at the cross and left them there. And I remember praying for a lady named Kay who under the power of the Holy Spirit went down on the floor and as she laid there with no one around her, the Lord healed her spine. You could hear cracking and snapping as her one leg that was inch and a half shorter than the other went out the full length and she was fully healed. But yet in the same church over this years, there was a young girl that would come to church when she was eight, nine years old, run in with her little dress and barefoot, run down the aisle. She was lived right across the the, the the road from the church in a little house. She came out of a really rough family. I know there was drugs. I know there was alcohol. I know there was abuse. This girl was going through hell at home. And I would always reach out to this family and this girl. And she would come to church. And then years later, after I left that church, moved to another part of the city, I had kind of lost track of where this girl was well one day when I was driving my car down the road there she was on the street 
But this time she wasn't a little girl no more. This time she was in her mid-20s. And this, this, all this pain, all this suffering she had been through in her childhood drove her into meth, drugs, alcohol, and prostitution. And I, she looked at me as I drove down the road as if she kind of knew who I was. And I watched her as she tried to get other men to pull their car over. And at that time, I was a jogger and I would run around that block. I said, Lord, please let me run into her while I'm running to be able to tell her about Jesus again. One day when I was running down the block, there she was. I'm going to call her Rachel. And I said, Rachel. And she turned around and looked at me. And I think she recognized me because I would drive down that strip to go home every day. I said, do you know who I am? And she looked at me really puzzled. She said, no. I said, I'm the preacher that was across the street. When you were a little girl, you would come to my church. Do you remember? And she said, yes. I said, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he, and he has a better life for you. And, I, and the big, there was a big guy walking with her, and he goes, yeah, I know, he's got a better life for you. And I said to him, I didn't say anything to him. I thought, he's got a better life for you too. And then when I would see her, and maybe she was across the street as I was running down the road, I'd go, Rachel, and I'd wave. And she's like, get away from me. And <laughs> she'd want, she didn't want anything to do with me. But you know, thank God. I had that opportunity, and I, let's pray for Rachel right now. She's still alive. Her dad died. Man, he lived a bad life. I don't know if her mom is still alive, but I know she is. Lord, I pray that Rachel somehow could hear this program and recognize this is about her. We pray that you would save her, deliver her, and set her free from her bondage. In the name of Jesus, amen. It's always been about the old, old story my whole life. You know, there's a good chance some who are listening to this think they're lost causes. I got good news for you today. Do you know the gospel of Jesus is good news? He can save you. He can set you free. He can give you a new life if you just reach out to him. But you got to remember, you got to want to give up the stuff you're involved with. The drugs, the alcohol. Why hang on to bitterness? Why hang on to anger? Why hang on to hate when you can let it all go and receive the one who died for that too? He died for all that. Why hang on to that? Get rid of it. Dump it at the cross. Forgive those that have hurt you and cling to Jesus. No, he said in Matthew 6, 15, if you cannot forgive men their trespasses, neither can I forgive yours. So you know what? If you will forgive those that have hurt you, it doesn't mean what happened to you is okay. It doesn't mean you let down your boundaries and let someone run over you. But if you let go and forgive those that have hurt you and come to Jesus, he'll replace that hate, that anger, that torment, that unrest, with his peace and a sound mind. Let's do it. Let's do it. Say, Jesus, I forgive all those that have hurt me. Now take a moment and 
Tell him. Lay down those names at the cross. Say, I forgive. I forgive. And just lay them down. Just forgive them. One right after another. Just forgive them. All right. Now that you've done that, say, Lord, I receive your peace. Lord, forgive me. I receive your peace right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray you take off the shackles that they're wearing. Oh, yeah. This is the whole reason that Jesus died. I remember one time a young girl came to the altar in my first church is when I was young. And she said to me, she said, I want you to pray for me. Will you pray for me? And I said, well, not just me, but my whole team will pray with you. And we went in the back room and she sat down and we began to pray. And there was a demonic manifestation in a big way. And I'm not going to go into all this, but this girl had went to church, to church, to church. She said in the inside, she told me later, I was just hoping and praying that someone would pray for me and set me free. And you know, when the demonic manifested in the, bo- in the office with my board, oh, I've never seen a board hit their knees so fast in my entire life. But part of the old, old story is Satan is no match for Jesus. Jesus and his love and the power of the Holy Spirit and his angelic forces defeated Satan and the forces of darkness at the cross and the burial and the resurrection over 2,000 years ago. And that young lady, when Jesus set her free, all the voices she had been hearing were gone. She had messed around with voodoo and different things like that, and that is what opened the door. You know, a lot of people are going to false things like psychic healers, witches. They're doing Reiki, yoga. They're doing all this stuff because they're trying to find the true. They're going to psychic, astrology, When they need to come to Jesus, they need to know the Lord. They need the power of the Holy Spirit. And they need to experience the old, old story of a Jesus, God in the flesh, who came from glory to set us free and to give us a new life. Why do you want to hear a word from a psychic when you can come for prayer And hear what Jesus has to say to you. The psychic is the counterfeit. The prophetic, the prophet is the true. Jesus is the true. Oh, the old, old story. If you've been into counterfeit things, say, Lord, forgive me. I renounce being in the occult, witchcraft. All the stuff you know is false. Lay it at the cross and Jesus will set you free. You know, the old, old story never gets old. I'll be singing that song in heaven and I'll be looking for every person that where Jesus used my voice to help them in the hours of the morning. I'll be looking for those people. Lord, do we want to end this program with prayer? I thank you that you never condemn everybody. 
You don't put shame on people. You don't put condemnation on people. Your great, great love draws people to come to you so that you might wrap your arms around them, so that you might set them free and fill them with your Holy Spirit and give them a new life. Lord, I thank you for dying. I thank you for coming to earth. I thank you for all you did. You're amazing, Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for setting me free. Lord, I thank you for each person that thought about turning this off but left this on. Lord, you love them so much. And for all those that feel like they are a lost cause, may they hear you calling their name. May they feel your presence wrapping your arms of love around them each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've accepted Christ on this program, you want to find a good church to attend, a Bible study. Get somewhere where you can learn and grow in your faith. If you need help, find a rehab, find a counselor, find somewhere to get help. You know, God loves you. I hope I can hear from some of you who listen. My email is gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritual care consultants with an S on the end, dot com. Look, he loves all of us so much. We'll never truly understand. You know the words of John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everybody grows up knowing that verse of the Bible. When are we going to start believing that verse and come to the one who can give us everlasting life? Wow. Amazing. Well, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you with great joy before his glorious throne. To him be the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious toward you, and give you peace. Remember, there are no lost causes.